The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matt Duncan. I'm feeling jolly. Uh, we've got the fourth pick. Freddie, how are you feeling? I'm also feeling jolly. We got the fourth pick. <laughs> Things are good. This is fun. Maddie, we are hardcore Raptors fans and yeah. podcasters. Uh, yep. We talk about the raps and the NBA. Yep. We're not analysts, but we are funny, uh, and this is a good pod. Uh, and if people want to, you know, help us out, share, subscribe, you know, find some of the hilarious performers we have on the pod, uh, all that good stuff. How can they, like, get started? A great start to the Oregon Trail is at dunkspodcast.com. If you go to our website, you will see our links there and our social media, uh, like Twitter and Instagram, they have these fantastic link trees. You got to click on them because they'll take you all the podcatchers you want. They'll take you to the website. They'll take you to the Sonar Network, which is the network we are a part of, which you can listen to a bunch of great podcasts there as well as Freddie's new one called The Pickup, the WNBA podcast. Please check it out. Please rate and subscribe. Hey, with Catherine Niker, baby. Um, but yeah, so we've had some changes. If you want to toke, just kind of send us a message through one of our channels and we will uh, set that up for you. And yeah, I think uh, thanks for subscribing and rating. Well, we really appreciate it. We appreciate all the listens and that we're growing. And uh, we just love to talk uh, good old Raptors ball. And we're excited to see what happens this summer. Damn right. And, and Matt, I appreciate you. Um, you're a star and your, your, <laughs> your audio work is second to none and your attention to detail folks. If you start on down the Oregon trail, you don't want an itchy head. And no. Matt, Matt was thinking about you. So you want one of our toques? Yeah. You can't go through the regular channels. Those are done. <laughs> so you hit us up directly and we'll get you to, okay. Yeah. You um, want to survive the Oregon trail? You're going to need one of our toques. Okay. That's right. You hit us up real quick. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you that toque. And the toques exist. That's real. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Matt, you know, uh, a fun transition from me appreciating you is, um, you know, I feared you for a little bit uh, in, in this pool of ours. Right. Because you, you were dominating me. You still are winning. Uh, well. uh, but there was a very pivotal series that turned in my direction. And I think, you know, uh, history yeah. is when is uh, written by the victors. And, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to pull this one out. Um, I couldn't win one of those games. Like the nets or the Sixers just couldn't win for me. Just couldn't do yeah. it. And the, to think that when we started that the correct place to place them was fifth and sixth, whichever one you want to put in there, fifth and sixth, I, 
I, uh, you had the right idea. I got to say like, uh, the, the bucks are in the top four and there's a very good chance that you were going to get all of those 256 points for the one ranking. I need them. You uh, need them. <laughs> I picked the bucks, uh, and the clips final, yeah. um, clips are in tough, but, uh, they are in the conference oh. finals and the bucks finally did it for me. You yeah, know, they did. uh, Everyone stopped believing in Coach Bud. Uh, I didn't. Just kidding. I, you know, it's not really about Bud for me, but uh, it's more about Giannis. And I think um, the Bucks powered through, and they really, they really made it happen. Uh, and they beat yeah. the Nets. Pretty, pretty massive victory. Yeah, huge victory. And I honestly don't know how they would shape up against the potential Suns. I think that it's going to be a tight series. I don't think oh, it's going it to would- be. It, it would be it would be juicy series, I think, yeah. quite juicy. Um, and uh, yeah, especially with all you know, like uh, different types of like injured stars. I think those are probably the two like healthiest teams. Mm-hmm. Um, be fun to see those kind of like the young players, the Booker and Aiton, get to go up against like uh, some you know more savvy vets sort of thing. And Chris Paul will be back by then. I'm and Chris sure. Paul will yeah. be back, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think before we. Um, jump into the pod here. Uh, I'm just going to say to uh, anyone who's been, uh, you know, kind of uh, living in Toronto the last little while um, during the pandemic, I'm sure you have noticed uh, that there's been uh, forceful remove, uh, like, you know, removal of uh, encampments, uh, encampments uh, uh, instead of kind of providing uh, affordable housing. And yesterday at Trinity Bellwoods, there was a very egregious, uh, and shitty and inhumane uh, force um, or display of force by the uh, Toronto police. Uh, and uh, guest of our podcast actually covers that pretty well in his, uh, his plug at the end and will give you a really good place to support and donate and help out uh, if uh, you are so inclined. And hopefully you are. Uh, and with that, I will say um, defund the police, stop Asian hate, email your city councillors and Black Lives Matter. And Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go uh, on this pod and uh, we're, we're ready to start talking some basketball, please just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's uh, get going here on this very exciting uh, post draft lottery day episode of the pod. I'm very, very excited to uh, bring on a super special guest. So special that he named this podcast. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on. I think perhaps early pandemic. Yeah. I'm too long. Uh, sorry, Matt. No, yeah, you're exactly right. It was like week one pandemic. Well, um, <laughs> I guess he's at the beginning and the end, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, of this pandemic. But um, he's passed the bars. He's passed the solicitors. Uh, he's made it all the way to the other end. He uh, is a lawyer now, and we love him. And he started this pod, and he named this pod, which I already said. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for the one, the only, Kevin Douse. Hey, hey. No such thing. You're a you're a sweetie pie, man. Uh, it's so good to be back on this thing. Uh, it's so good to have you back on. It's so familiar and uh, great. I'm like excited for your opinions, and I feel like I maybe 
already know some of them, we're connected. We we'll probably share some of them. It wouldn't be a shock to me. It's like um, the old days. But it's there's like the like, old days. There's so much to talk about. Um, we haven't spoken for the entire pandemic. I refuse <laughs> to take your calls. Um, but uh, but I'm happy to be back now. No, it's good. I, I I always say to anyone who will listen, I love calling Kev even when he doesn't call me back. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's a thing we have. It's good. Um, it's a little cat and mouse. Listen, listeners, we're friends. Trust me. Okay. During the pandemic, we've, we've hung out on Winston Churchill park a couple times. It was on on your balcony. Damn right. Um, okay. You know, uh, I just want to talk basketball so much that I think we got to get to guest number two here. Uh, he's incredible. He's a hilarious comedian, uh, amazing standup. Uh, just a hardcore basketball fan in general. Um, make sure to get his book, Float Like a Butterfly, Drink Mint Tea. Uh, it's available on, you know, all the stores where you can get it. I'm reading this <laughs> off his Twitter and the available part threw me off because I don't know how to say that, but the book is great. Uh, go get it, read it. Uh, yeah. Uh, without any further ado, give it up as high as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Alex Wood. Woo. Oh, it's good to be back. Yeah, buddy. Um, Last time I did the pod, it was all like sad too. It was like, what are we going to do this summer? <laughs> right. It was probably, now this is a guess for sure, somewhere after the Boston loss. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was like, yeah, it was, well, it was like right when the book was coming out. So it was like uh, around April, March-ish. Sweet. Like well, right when right when we were like still like oh my god, like every like week it was changing so much. Like, we're gonna get in and we're gonna do damage, and then it was like we suck. And now the Raptors fans are as steady as it goes. <laughs> uh, I do think though we have um, too much to talk about for uh, even more of of this banter because <laughs> I I, I want to banter around, but I just have to hear your guys' opinions on a million things. Uh, Maddie, I know you're there. Please give me your most delicious, whatever you got, Raptors Sting. Bobby Webster. Huge. That was a big time uh, audio choice. <laughs> and I love you, Stanford, Maddie. <laughs> uh, it was. I just um, I, I, I kind of sat on those words because uh, all I could think about is that voice. I used to say it was Alvin, Alvin and Chip. Like it was like one of the Alvin Chipmunk dudes, the Bobby but, Webster. <laughs> yeah, the Bobby Webster voice. But now it kind of sounds like um, like Dobie. It's giving me like a Harry Potter. Voice. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, okay, sorry. Um, this is. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, more banter, uh, Kevin. Um, I'll, I'll give you the honors on, on the first one. Okay. We got the fourth overall draft pick. So the last time we, you know, used that pick uh, and, and kept it, it was Chris Bosch. Uh, you know, fairly big shoes to fill in Raptors history. But uh, yeah, you know, let's just start with this concept before we kind of branch all out with you know what's possible with this pick. If we keep the pick and we draft fourth overall, uh, who should we draft? Who do, who do you want the Raptors to draft? 
So, I mean, we're in like this sort of good slash bad spot where like we basically get whoever's not picked. So it sort of takes some decision-making out of our hands in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And the top four are all potential franchise altering guys. Um, I suppose there's a, there's a five there in Kaminga, which maybe Mm -hmm. he like factors in, but I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to be one of Suggs, Mobley or green. Uh, And I hope it's green. I think. I think, but you probably change, like, I'll have a different opinion, like, every day. I feel like Green is just the closest immediate fit. I don't think Mobley will be there, and I'm sort of scared of drafting a big because I'm a coward. But, like, I know that he's, like, probably going to be amazing, and, like, obviously I would want Joel Embiid on my team if the option was there. Um, I know he's not the same player, but I'm just saying, like, as, as another, for instance, of a big, but, like, also Joel Embiid gets hurt all the goddamn time, and, like, seven-footers get hurt all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It scares me a little. It scares me away a little bit of drafting one. Kevin, you know that cowards are welcome on this podcast. Yes. Yes, um, I do know this. this is, I created a safe space for cowardice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, and, and I'm not a student of the draft in, uh, enough to know that, yes, Mobley is for sure not Wiseman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't you know. I, I watched Mobley highlights. He dominated. I watched uh, Wiseman highlights. He dominated. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's like when it's a big in college or it's like the best big in the draft and they're going high. Yeah. I feel like it's totally fine to have that, um, yeah. you know, the apprehension. Uh, you know, and then there's the guys like Aiden, right? I was, just, I was about to say, I would have said that about Aiden like two months ago. Exactly. Um, so yeah. you know, Phoenix is obviously not regretting him. You know, I, I guess Trey and Luca went in that draft, but even though he was first overall, I don't think they're, they're you know, there's, they have any frustration about selecting mm-hmm. him and he looks like a long-term amazing piece. Uh, yeah. I, I think I'm leaning towards green as well. as just like a quick jump to, uh, he looks like, you know, the longest best scorer there. And it yeah. seems like, you know, Cade has become the number one, you know, first overall guy for at least a couple months now. Yeah, I, I should um, say if Cade's there, obviously he's my. Yeah, exactly. But it but, seems like, yeah. you know, he's he'll be working out for Detroit and only Detroit. And that's kind of, you know, the way that's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, what's up? Where, where you know, are, are you with us? Do you want green? Uh, you know, what do you think about Kaminga, Suggs? Um, yeah, I mean, no, obviously not Kaminga just based on uh, shooting splits. Like I, <laughs> uh, that that's alarming looking. Uh, I would be happy with any one of the three that it looks like the raps will get a shot at, you know, Suggs, Green or Mobley. I'm not upset with any of them. I completely agree with Kevin. It is scary drafting a big because it mm-hmm. does feel like, you know, you don't want to get the, the Marvin Bagley Jr. of this group. Um, That's right. And no offense to him, his career is not done. And I know he's a long time listener, so I don't want him to be upset. <laughs> That's uh, right. Thank you. And, uh, but I, uh, I think that there's something to be said about uh, the, what we've seen in sports recently with the teenagers playing with men. Yeah. Uh, Austin Matthews, uh, obviously, I don't know if you guys heard of this Luka Doncic guy in Dallas, mm-hmm. but uh there seems to be something about like somebody being 17 and going like, no, no, I'll go play with those men. Yeah. And then putting up yes. numbers and producing. Well, yeah. That's the can thing. I, you didn't fade in, in the G league whatsoever. Like, can I, can I also say LaMelo ball? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, just, I, yeah, it's a really, sorry, I'm just jumping on your point. It's a really, really good sign to me. Anytime a guy's like, I, I need more than college. Sorry. And he's doing it in the boy's body right now too. Like he hasn't filled out yet. Um, mm. He already looks like a Marvel athletically. So green, I'm, I, I do feel though, like, which no one's uh, talking about though. It seems is just like, it does feel like there's only one guy that fits with us right now, though. We only need one position. Like we, we have OG, we have Pascal, we have Fred. Um, I can't talk about Kyle right now. I don't know what's going to happen and I don't really want to right now. I'm not ready to. Uh, so it does kind of feel like Mobley, to be honest with you, because I, uh, I'm not ready to give up on this core yet. And, uh, the only thing that would make me not like all in Mobley, let's just go, let's just reload is like, I am scared that next year is the Nets world and we're all just living in it, that they'll be healthy. They'll have like an off season together and they'll be pissed. So in saying that my final answer is green. Um, it's, uh, not a topic I, you know, I, I threw in our NBA section, but I actually really agree with you with the Nets. I think uh, they're going to have an offseason to sort it out and just be, yeah, I think we will be living in Nets world. But mm-hmm. um, to your point, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if maybe this is a slight disagreement, but I think keep building to win anyways, because I feel like why not? And that's what you should do. Um, and, you know, I, I think you're talking me into Mobley because if teams get a little bit frightened and we have the fourth overall pick and there's the best big man in college and, you know, we have such a savvy team that knows how to feed bigs, like, you know, no offense to Gillespie, but this is a guy that, you know, should be immediately like 10 times as good as Gillespie. Right. So I think maybe it is just like a, it's a fit thing where, they're all so good and we're number four. So don't overthink it. Take the guy that you know is going to be good and be patient if you need to. Well, um, and last time there was a Kevin Durant super team. We didn't say like, well, we'll just punt this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great thing point. You possibly do. So, I mean, maybe Mobley is the way to go. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, like my fear of big men, notwithstanding, like, I think that's a totally good point. We have, we have guards who work well with good bigs and, and we have a good coaching staff and we can coach them up. And again, we're in the fourth spot. So it's like, probably if he's there, then he's the best one there for sure. So let's take him. Sweet. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's move on here to a little bit of a fun subject. Um, Matt, uh, Matty D, if you don't mind coming in for this one. We were watching, uh, me and my partner were watching the draft uh, lottery yesterday. And, you know, I was kind of giving her the rundown about uh, the odds. And, you know, we both started getting really excited when it got to like eight and then seven. Uh, and the ra- it wasn't the Raptors. And then went to the commercial break. And we were like, I was jumping around going crazy. And right after the draft lottery was finished, she pretty calmly and, you know, doesn't usually roll like this. She kind of just gave me, gave me the rundown about how this was obviously rigged um, to benefit the Raptors because they were in Tampa Bay, but not egregiously so, so that people wouldn't get suspicious. And then when I told her, I'm like, you know what? There's a whole like Reddit page for this. Like people, this is their life. They talk about like the, the draft being rigged. And she's like, good. 
I'm going to join them because they're right. (laughs) This is her first like ever conspiracy that she's like totally down with. Um, It's pretty fun. It's pretty exciting. So uh, in that, in in that kind of uh, spirit, uh, I was hoping I I could hear a conspiracy from, from you three lads. Uh, Maybe it's a real one. Uh, Maybe it's one that uh, you've, you've, been thinking and you know this is a place to share uh let's uh let's go to you first alex uh well, what's a what's a good nba conspiracy uh you, you think people need to know about i don't even know if mine could be considered a conspiracy in lieu of just facts uh okay. the nba changed the rules to allow michael jordan to flourish uh will chamberlain said that they changed the rules to make it harder for Wilt, and they made the rules easier for Jordan. Now, the rules obviously being um, the, the, when they switched to like when you can pack the paint, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, no, 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 you can't. We gotta get we gotta get people driving to the uh, open drives in this game now. And I mean, it just so happened that you know, like when is that eighty nine? And. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it kind of directly coincides with like, whoop, well, this is the best we've ever seen somebody be. I'm not saying Mike wouldn't have been an all-time great or even maybe, you know, a GOAT discussion, but I don't, I, you know, I don't think it's six titles. I don't think it's six out of eight with, uh, without those rule changes, and I think it was done specifically and brilliantly. It grew the game. It made the game more entertaining, but it was done specifically to make Michael Jordan become Michael Jordan, and it worked. Okay, um, I, n- I never say this, but just from that first answer, I think there's a good chance that I start a new pod that's all about conspiracies in basketball. <laughs> um, that was amazing, Alex. Like, uh, first of all, I actually am like agree with you as far as like en- entertainment and like there's there's a lot of things that you know would would make sense about a league catering to its most entertaining player mm-hmm. um, and trying to make sure that he has the most coverage he possibly could. Uh, but you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this for everyone's conspiracy theory because I just want to like, <laughs> let, let them hang out there. Uh, and they're all true. <laughs> Kevin, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do you next. Um, okay. So mine has to do with, uh, refing. Um, <laughs> and I think the refs got really tired of hearing over and over again that they were like someone's pawn. They were Adam Silver's pawn. They were organized crimes pawn. Um, they're really just like, I think they got fully tired of hearing about all that. Um, and so they've just started straight up hijacking games now. Um, you know, they're like, we're going to take, we're going to make this last literal second of, uh, of the Suns Clippers game last for 15 minutes. You know, we're going to like this We're we're like, Oh, you know what? We better, we better do a replay of that one. Obvious out of bounds call. Let's take 10 minutes. Um, you know, this is our game. This is our yard here. And we, uh, we hold the strings and we're going to, we're going to run this the way we want to run it. It's not in anyone's favor, just our own like bizarre sadistic whims. And I think there's like a, yeah, super dark referee cabal that is just looking to, (laughs) to like infuriate fans across the league. I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but makes total sense. (laughs) Total sense. Um, yeah, like you know, the refs are, are taking a stand. Uh, yeah. They've had a, they've had enough. Um, we all saw, you know, if you don't, if you don't think Kevin's out to lunch, why don't you Google Chris Humphreys gets blocked by a ref? Yes. Then talk to me. 
because yeah. that ref was mad about something that had nothing to do with Chris Humphreys. Or Google <laughs> Foul Bay. They want they want the spotlight with these with these review calls now that they get to talk right to the camera. They want that spotlight. Okay, yeah, Google Foul Bay. Um, Maddie, what's up? You got a conspiracy for me? Yeah, I do. I mean, mine's a little bit elaborate, and I would say that it validates both of your conspiracies. Um, and this is one that I've heard on 4chan, 8chan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't want the FBI coming to my house. <laughs> like, 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 we're going yeah, we're gonna get aggregated to jail, buddy. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to make it legit here. Uh, so... The whole thing, the NBA, it's all like wrestling. Everything about it. Let me explain something. One of the, the now there is a conspiracy that one of the biggest donors to the NBA is Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And if you remember watching ET, there's a lot of cuts to ET's calf muscle contracting. So I'm also mm. saying that there's never been a real injury in the NBA. They've all been special effects. <laughs> what oh, we wow. saw with Kevin Durant was special effects done by early ET prototype that's been perfected. <laughs> and even all the general managers and presidents are actors. I know for a fact that Masai Ujiri is not Masai Ujiri. His name is Paul Jurgensen. He's from Delaware. <laughs> He's an actor. Wow. And he... Primarily, he has a background in gymnastics, but he's a damn good wow. actor. So not it's not just that they're changing the game for Michael Jordan or that the refs are in some kind of cabal. It is all part of the show here, folks. So thankfully, there's never been an injury, even when Hayward's ankle was backwards. That was special effects, too. It's just... It's all for entertainment, and we just need to treat it for exactly what it is. Wow. Yep. Is, this, is it a union house? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, I, sorry, I didn't even get that joke. Is it a union house? Are all these actors union? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, of course sorry. it's friggin' union. What are, what are the hours they got? Working, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sorry. First time I watched the Truman Show, I kept wondering that as well. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, mine, I think it's less elaborate, uh, but um, maybe the least real of all of them. Wow, uh, and after Maddie saying that, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? It's it's more real than your weird injury thing. Because that, like, that was so specific that I'm like, that has to be only from the brain of a guy who's, Using a snowblower too. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, no, mine's just uh, hologram based. So basically, um, it was too risky to bring Adam Silver to the bubble. He's the head of the org. Uh, you know, either they had a guy like a body double that was walking around, like showing, like, like or like, you know, whatever, remote control. However, they did it. When we saw Adam Silver in the bubble, absolutely no way it was. Um, yeah, that's so that's it. That's it for me. It's not it's not even that grand. Uh, it's basically <laughs> just like if you know we, we can't go down, like our main person can't go down during COVID. So is he dead? We also no, he's alive. He's oh, fine. okay. But, but like a group of people just decided, Adam, you can't actually go there. Like that's just way too risky. So 
we're gonna send your your, your brother Alan or whatever. <laughs> oh, I feel like um, you get most people to look like Adam Silver with not much effort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they just need like you know. Um, whatever, like platform shoes or something like that. Like, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> you get a, sk- a skinny Mr. Clean look and then, yeah. you know, you put on some glasses. No one's going to notice the difference. You got it. <laughs> um, no, you do. Yeah. You like, I feel like many a Sims look like Adam Silver. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think let's go back to the draft. We, uh, we had some fun conspiracy talk, uh, but let's go to you, Kevin. Um mm-hmm. And just to kind of the other end of this pick, I want to explore. So the other time the Raptors got the fourth overall pick, we uh, selected Anton Jameson, an incredible player, incredible career. It was part of a draft night uh, trade for Vince Carter, uh, who is an obvious legend in the franchise. So we got Chris Bosh, Vince Carter, uh, lots of pressure regardless uh with the pick whether we deal it or keep it um but yeah in 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 the case of dealing it um or doing something with it well what's an idea like yeah what you know what what might you you know want to see from the raptors if they decide to move the pick um i mean i could for sure see i don't think i want it because it needs a ufaf after this season but i could for sure see a beal trade entering the discussion um, I definitely want Beal on the Raptors, period. Like, for sure, that'd be amazing. Um, but it would have to be some sort of commitment from him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I can see that going one way. I can also see, I mean, like, the Pistons don't have the smartest or best front office, it seems. So maybe they'll, like, overcomplicate things and get, like, here's, like, I don't know, Fred or Pascal in the fourth, and, like, here's the first. That'd be cool. I mean... I love our guys, but that'd be cool. That that would be something else. Uh, yeah. Um, that would be amazing. There's also like, I think this might actually be for a separate question, but if Sam Presti's taking our calls, like what up Shay? Yeah, totally. That's actually who I'm, I'm looking at his basketball reference right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find how much he, he's getting paid actually. Um, but he's, Is Shay still on his rookie deal. I, that, that, yeah, that's kind of what I was curious about because I feel like if he is, that makes dealing for him significantly harder. Hmm. Looks like four years at 16.9. Okay, so you got an extension. Okay, so yeah, he's on, on a, so pretty cheap though. Right? Yeah. yeah. Extension. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so is that, you know, Beal and Shea, I think are probably the like quick go-tos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you're like less high on on, on Beal because of the like the control. Yeah, totally. Um, Makes sense. I don't I don't think it's a win this year move. I don't think he puts us over the top the same way that Kawhi. Right. And you know, obviously, you don't have the insurance uh, assurance that he stays. And you know, drafting a fourth overall guy, it's like it's very likely going to be a player in your team for seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in um, case you couldn't tell from that, I'm like heavily leaning towards keeping it rather than right, right dealing um, with some way. Yeah, well, one thing I was kind of thinking, too, is, uh, you know, depending on how the Raptors feel, you know, whether it's like Suggs coming their way and, you know, they're unsure about how he's going to gel with Fred or maybe they're super high at Malachi or they they want Lowry to come back and, you know, whatever, that, the guard position they're not super interested in. One Another idea I had, you know, beyond those trades is um, trading down 
and mm-hmm. kind of like you know what sorry like like trading up for instance if they want to try and like get into that but i feel like with you know unless a team makes a bonehead move those three teams are probably going to keep those yeah. picks but yeah. we could maybe turn i'm just making this up but the fourth pick into the 10th and 11th or something like that yeah um so yeah i just want to also introduce that as an idea before i go to you alex um yeah what 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 might you be interested in if uh if you feel like the raptors aren't going to s- select the fourth with the pick it's funny because what you just said is uh my biggest fear going into this i feel like this is a can't mess it up situation unless mm-hmm. they trade down. Yeah. And I am scared that Masai is thinking a little bit like I'm the king of finding people that nobody else saw. So what if I could get, you know, like two of those guys, th- three, or, or three first or, or whatever, like over the next few years, like, um, right. Who knows uh, what could happen? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, which is so exciting about the situation now, but what, uh, what I think is, 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 is what Kevin started with, um, Detroit. I mean, yeah. oh wow, uh, they, okay. they, like they publicly it. said today that they're listening to offers. So it's like, that's, now that's madness to me, but that's like, clickbaity. I think, because I bet you that that gets said by every number one team in every mm-hmm. sport. And we just always forget and we yeah. always fall for it, but yeah. They are so dumb, I can see it too. <laughs> and uh, I just heard this, like, honestly, an hour before the pod. Uh, Cade had more turnovers than assists last year. Oh, wow. I, oh, I don't know why Cade that's not dirt. being talked about. Huh. This is good. This is that's, what this is. So I, I think that we need to turn up that. We need to start saying that stat all the time. Yeah, that's not a small deal. Um, and say that so we can get Cade because I don't care. That's such an easy young man's problem to clean up. Like, dude, uh, you know, just hit the mark more on these Mm -hmm. and don't be as reckless. That's a, that's a, that's just a kid move. Um, so yeah, I could really see a combination of that stat scaring Detroit and then thinking overthinking this and going like, you know, maybe we'll pull the, uh, Fultz for Tatum deal of 2021. And then it's like, no, <laughs> right. Of it course. Is, it yeah. And that we, happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing is, I don't know how, like, well, it's even if they trade, like, I guess they'd have to trade, yeah, they, they trade the, they would draft him and then trade him to us or, or trade the pick for the fourth. And then I don't know what we kick in with the fourth. It would have um, to be a good player, which would, yeah. Happen. Yeah. But then why would Detroit, want to do that so it's also very confusing um to be honest with you i think uh like if they, if they do move it then then yeah it's it's not it can't be just a, a one move do you know what i mean i want them to keep it and if they're gonna trade the the fourth overall pick when the, everyone is saying that it's a franchise altering player that you'll get then you better be getting a franchise altering player coming back mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's got to be and it's got to be multiple. It's it would be like the blockbuster and all blockbusters. That's that's the that's that's what I think. Where it's like, oh my god, like there was three teams involved, we multiple players, and at the end of it, we're just staring at a starting five. That's like, how did this come about? How did we got in with Presti? We gave him some picks, and just the starting five next year is just like you think the Kawhi. It's so crazy that I couldn't even give you the example. Like it's, you think that Kawhi deal was, wow, it feels like we're on Mars now. And it's like, it's like that again, where it's like, we, we only kept, um, 
OG and, 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 and then it's, it's OG and Aaron and everybody else. Um, but no, I, uh, and like Kevin ended on though, I just want to keep the fourth. Uh, yeah, I think like, you know, I said the word control for, for me, that's my biggest reason for, you know, keeping the pick, but I, Alex, you touched on a point that I think is huge. And, um, you know, I, I feel like really people should start to talk about, it, especially with Messiah's history. And that's like turning one thing into multiple things. And the fourth pick represents a huge opportunity to kind of like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm topping on your point again, uh, but like, Call OKC, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you really, really wanted in this draft, didn't you? That sucks. You didn't get in the draft, and you have so, so many picks. Um, do you want to just tank again this year? Or maybe do you want the fourth pick so you can kind of get the ball rolling? We don't want Shea. We'll just take seven picks. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think like that's how Masai rolls or, you know, maybe you give Washington a call and it's like, wow, frustrating year, Chicago. Oh my God. You guys trade for, you know, Vucci and you went all in and you didn't make the playoffs. Ouch. You know what I mean? And I think like, that's kind of how Masai rolls. Call the, call the Sacramento Kings. If they'll return your call, you know, uh, Orlando, I don't think would, um, let's see. How are the Knicks feeling? Uh, you know, give them a shake. But I feel like the fourth pick, it just has major, major value, you know, and and, and you touched on that. So, but, um, yeah, there's tons of NBA stuff, too. So I feel like uh, we're going to have to get back on this draft stuff uh, next week. But um, before I do move on, do you guys have any other, you know, draft thoughts uh, regarding the Raptors? Well, Masai just has – this is perfect timing to get the fourth overall pick because he just showed the whole league, I'll walk away from anything, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you, I, I'll lose Kyle for nothing instead of giving you him for a worse deal, which every, which a lot of people were mad about at the time. Oh, so we're just going to get nothing for Kyle. And it's like, well, I mean, maybe, maybe like uh, an at like nothing, but I mean, conceptually it's, there's more than just players and stuff. And he just has set himself up now for like, Oh no, right. if, if you're going to call uh Ujiri, uh, you better be giving a good deal. He's never, ever going to take, a, a, a scrap deal just because he was going to lose the guy. He's like, no, I'd rather than just keep him. So yeah. that yeah. is now like, that's one of those things that'll make like a Presti. If it comes up a Washington, whoever just go like, just give him the extra pick. Then who cares where he's not clearly, he's not going to do it. We're not going to win this standoff, which is incredible. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, you know, that kind of those reputational like dividends matter, right? It, yeah. it, I think it matters to players that Masai looked at Pat Riley and he's like, I don't care who you are. Get out of exactly. my face. Exactly. He, lo- he looked at, Riley. he looked at Maury and he said, Maxi, buddy, I have five players better than Maxi. Yeah. Thibault, you're not even offering Thibault. Get out of my face. And I think like that's kind of that how ha- that holds value later on. And then because he can also call them back and be like, "You guys lost real quick. I told you, you guys were going to lose." <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And then he can call the Lakers. Remember when you like, undervalued Kyle? Yeah, right. he could be like Taylor Horton. Who? Yeah. Get out of my face. You know. And I think like that's part of the whole. That was part of the whole Kyle thing. And that. You know, I remember saying on this podcast, like Masai just doesn't negotiate from a place of weakness. And that's an important thing to know about him that, I mean, until he exhibits that type of character, I'm going to assume that he operates from a place of strength. Um, 
you know, maybe at what, you know, he he's made mistakes, but I think he doesn't like panic, you know? Um, anyhow, let's, uh, let's talk some NBA, uh, Maddie, please give me your most delicious Adam silver, uh, hologram sounding sting. Uh, yeah. Give it to me. This is Adam silver. Sometimes there's a beyond coming. I did. There is sometimes. I swear. Um, I I don't know based on um, I don't know based on the edits. Um, Alex, let's uh, let's start with you uh, on on this one. Um, and this is like pretty subjective. Uh, so just kind of for a fun chat, uh, which player do you think reputationally has gained the most? Um, and yeah, very subjective because you know it's reputation. But you know whether that's like they had a bunch of goodwill and they've lost it, or you know people were doubting them and they don't anymore. Devin Booker, I, I don't, I don't under like it's him or it's weird because CP three was already like a first ballot, and then now yeah. it's like, did you go up even higher though? Yeah, now? yeah. Um, I think he did, uh, but. But I just feel like Booker's was too too much more. There's too much of a gap of going into the playoffs to now. I know who said it, but like major people saying you're the next Kobe. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think it's Booker. For me, pers- I Googled Toronto Kijiji Devin Booker jerseys yesterday. Like, <laughs> I, I, just, like, I, I think it's Book. Yeah, man. Booker's like a, like a perfect answer for this question. Um, he... I can't think of a player that has scored 72 points in a game that everyone was like collectively like, yeah, but it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, wait, 72 yes. points though. 72. Yes. Yes. And it was all on like cuts and like fadeaways and not even a bunch of threes. No, it was um, an efficient 72. And everyone was like, I guess. Yeah. And I, 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 I remember just being like, I, I just don't care if that was rude or in like a losing affair, like anyone that's ever played a sport or, you know, played basketball. It's like at a professional level, that's just incredible. It doesn't matter. Like in the G league. Also have a 65 piece too. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I think, I think he's got another video. Like it was in the same, um, like season, like it was, so he's got the 70 and I'm sorry, I'll, uh, I'll check it out. No, no, no. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I think Booker's a perfect answer. And then, you know, he had that, that incredible bubble performance, you know, eight games in a row and they still don't make it. Uh, and you know, even as the second seed, I'll, I'll put my hand up. I picked Lakers in five mm-hmm. or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm definitely, I, I didn't think like, Oh yeah, Booker's going to be the best player in a series with LeBron. Like, I didn't say that. Um, yeah. What about you, Kevin? Uh, do you have like a winner or loser? Yeah, my book's a great one, and Simmons is the obvious loser, I would say. Um, I think that for my for my um, gaining position, I'll go a little like outside the superstar bubble and uh, sure uh, Reggie Jackson. He was like, I love Reg- this. Yeah, Reggie wow. Jackson was Reggie. like done. Right? You know, he was like he was not playing in Detroit. And then yeah. he was basically like almost out of the league. It looked like, and then didn't play a bunch this year. He was hurt. He was off his game. And then the playoffs is just like, you can't, 
you can't sit this guy. He's too good. I uh, love that answer so much. And yeah. she, I love guys like that too. Like, you know, Cameron Payne. Campaign another, too another guy another Phoenix. One, yeah. It's like the Raptors dropped him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm even having for a uh, boogie cousins. Sure. Like, you know, he's not, I don't think doing like a great job, but he's in the conference finals and he's playing meaningful basketball. Like that's just, that's nothing to, to shake at my, my answer is is kind of like a, a double whammy of uh, Giannis and uh, Chris Middleton. I no, just yeah, think yeah. that they both have reached a point. I still th- think it's kind of like finals or championship or bust a little bit for that uh, team. And I think it will they'll get slammed if they don't beat Atlanta. But I think beating KD and Brooklyn in the way that they did, even though Brooklyn was injured, it just was so dramatic. And it was yeah. so- incredible game and incredible series and they showed up like i think most people would walk away from that series saying that kd was the best player but i don't think anyone you know like you know how simmons kind of crumbled it's like Giannis didn't crumble no. you know no one in the bucks crumbled like they there was that it's the first time i can remember the bucks you know since we gave them the canadian sweep like actually overcoming adversity like they did it yeah and I remember texting you at one point. It was like, the Nets are not even a little bit scared of the Bucs. They weren't. And oh, it didn't matter, which I thought yeah. was great. And, and, and to Alex's kind of like, you know, foreshadowing point, like I, you know, the, the Kyrie injury, my goodness. Cause like, I think that the type of Nets basketball we were seeing with Kyrie and KD and, and parts was absolutely exceptional yeah um and, if they're healthy i still think they're like strutting to the finals yeah i agree it seemed like it like it really did seem like it but um yeah that's the playoffs and that's uh injuries um okay kevin let's go to you for this last nba question uh and yeah uh you know i, I threw a little uh i threw some daggers at the teams that didn't trade for kyle um but i just kind of want to do a thought exercise of um, you know, out of the 26 teams that are no longer in contention, whether they've like recently been eliminated or didn't even make the playoffs, um, who do you think is like who has the most regret and and what for? Uh, so I think it's I think it's Philly. I think that just like the not even that they're in the worst position necessarily, but just the amount of very public decision making they have to do right now and like it's all very like massive identity type of questions like they're gonna have a terrible off season and that's yeah sorry just a great great point on like the public decision making like my answer is not not philly but a similar realm of like when your name's like all in the media like this it's like franchises don't like to roll like that sorry no and they're i was just gonna say just to the end of that thought was that they're not gonna get proper value for Simmons because of it I don't think because I think that's I think Simmons is not as bad as he looked in the playoffs but it just blew up for them on the biggest stage and they very much needed Kyle Lowry instead of Ben Simmons basically I know well it's weird too because like I think the playoffs like your problems get magnified but the thing that I you know, I don't, I still don't even know how to word properly. It's like your problems get magnified, but like in a very hyper specific situation that might not happen again mm-hmm. ever, like, because each playoff series is so different, but you know, also if you don't like, 
you know, change your problem. If you're, if you're the bucks and you don't get drew holiday and and you're like, we're going to roll with Bledsoe again. And then you lose again or something. Then it's like, it's so just like demoralizing or something. And I think that's kind of the, the Simmons situation where it's like, he was incredible in the regular season. Philly was amazing. There were, you know, a lot of things were great for Philly and yeah. Um, uh, anyway, I'm just agreeing, but, uh, what, what, what about you, Alex? Who who do you think that has like, like what team, what decision, or uh, who's got the most regrets? At the moment, I think it's the Lakers. Mm. Um, also a good choice. Because I, I don't care. I'm not going to hide what he, they would have beaten the Suns in round one. As much as I like the Suns, like Kyle has, he's a winner. He's all of that, all that. And on D, uh, it would, it, it would have, uh, they would have gotten by that. And then who knows it, how much time, uh, that would have given for healing. And then if all three of them are good to go by round two, it's like, well, yeah, they're going to, with what everything else happened, like they're going to walk to the finals. Yeah. And then, um, but I would agree with Kevin. If we end up signing and trading and getting Ben, which some people speculated, which, Mm-hmm. I really like Ben and don't want him though. Mm-hmm. I really I'm want the exact same. I agree. Exactly. I think he'll flourish way. too. Wherever yeah. he goes next year, I think Me he's going to do great. Yeah. I think people never realize the human element of sports. Him and Embiid do not like each other. Yeah. So when you were rivals with this guy on your same team, who's going to be the guy we focus the offense around? Who's going to be the guy we focus the team around? And they picked him. That. Yeah. That's yeah. going to, that's, that might make him not want to play like that. Who knows what happens when he goes to Portland next year and he's just no looking to all these threes all the time. Um, but yeah. if he did come to the Raptors and it's for Lowry and you could have had Lowry. And then let's say, even if it went poorly, straight in Simmons for something else, like you'd look like idiots if you ended up sending him now because yeah. you, you just passed on a much, much, much. It's literally like one of those, like, oh, uh, I'll offer you ten thousand dollars for for this, whatever. And then, uh, no, that's it's five tops. And then you laughed at the person. <laughs> and then months later, you went up to them and you're like, "Is twenty five hundred okay?" <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you really regret that now, don't you? Yeah, my God. Um, yeah, I think you guys like I've Philly and Lakers are like top, top level because they're, they were both contenders. And I think you can see how their decisions affected their like top line, you know, Mm -hmm. even, even the Lakers with some of their kind of like, you know, not, not thinking they needed like Dwight and McGee and trying to replace it with like Harrell and Gasol. And the Lakers just really got cute. And I think that they didn't really kind of set themselves up um, well, but uh Yeah, you guys' picks are better than mine as far as regrets, but one that I just can't stop focusing on is uh, Dallas. I feel like the Seth Curry-Richardson trade is just was one of those like chain of events trade Mm -hmm. where there was something with Seth and Luca that was really good and kind of perfect. And I guess they lost to the Clippers. So they were like, you know, they did that thing where they're like, oh, we need another guy to cover like George and 
you know, uh, at Kawhi, which is like true, but I feel like giving away Seth Curry, you know, who's honestly one of the best shooters in the NBA, mm. uh, it just, yeah, it had a residual, residually negative effect. And now, you know, Carlisle's gone and KP's angry and there's starting to be some like, it just looks like there's trouble in Dallas. And I feel like they're, they could have had more goodwill coming out of this offseason, you know, even if they got eliminated. So, they had uh, a historic offense last year. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, why, why did you change that? And, and why did you, yeah, exactly. And why did you assume that your best shooter? Wasn't a big part of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now the rumblings that there's a dummy making decisions that Cuban like loves him for some reason. And he's like, no one else in the organization is like happy at all. And it's just a, such a weird drama for like what should just be an up and coming, very exciting team. Hey, Kevin, if you, you know, made a lot of money on betting on Shaq and Kobe to win a championship yep. then leverage it into a career I hope you would destroy the Mavericks too. I mean, <laughs> my goal in life is to fail up as high as possible. So, <laughs> hey, that's a good goal. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, let's fail up to the end of this pod uh, with some quickish questions. Uh, what do you say, guys? You want to do some quickish questions? Let's do it. I want to hear the sting, Maddie. Give me that quickish questions sting. Quickish questions. <laughs> Sunglasses on. Whoa. Sunglasses. I wear my sunglasses when I pod. Um, Okay. This is quickish questions. Uh, I'm going to read these questions as quick as I can. I'm going to stutter, slur, get confused, misread a comma. That's okay. You have to answer as quick as you can. You can't phone a friend, no delaying. Uh, you can't repeat the question back to buy yourself some time, Matt Duncan. Whoa. Um, yeah. No tricks, no treats. (laughs) Just give me the goods as quick as you can. Uh, let's do it. Kevin, Alex uh, and Maddie, uh, let's go. Okay, Kevin. I'm, I'm. This is just. This is a broken up question that I'm just gonna read. I'm gonna break it up. Okay. So, already confusing myself. Kevin, where to start the draft? Yes. Great, Alex. Um, do we pick? Do we trade? Oh, sorry. Do we pick or do we trade down a few? Pick. Maddie. Yes. Do we trade up a spot or two? No. Stay at four. Kevin. Rank the draft lottery night outfits. Just the ones you can remember. I remember Evan Mobley's being right at the tippy top. I don't remember any others. Cheers. Uh, Swin Cash looked good. Oh, she did. You're right. Yeah. Hardy was just chilling on his love seat. Uh, (laughs) Alex, which two current Raptor players would dominate as WWE wrestling tag team and what would their finishing move be? Pascal and uh, Fred. It's classic tag team. Smaller, faster, big guy. And then their finishing move is if you ever remember uh, Legion of Doom, the guys who came out with the spikes, they would oh, yeah. put the guy on his shoulders and then the other guy would fly off and clothesline him. But when Freddy jumps off to clothesline him, he doesn't clothesline him. He hits him with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, that's... Because they did the commercial together. Where... <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, that's huge. Yeah, you prepped. Uh, <laughs> that was straight up off the top of my head. Man. Uh, Maddie. Yeah. Which playoff team are you rooting for? Phoenix Suns. Kevin. Mm-hmm. If you can steal a particular skill from a non-Raptor player and move it to a Raptor player, what skill would it be in which players? Oh my God. I would give uh, Steph Curry's pull-up to Fred. Um, And I would give uh, Ben Simmons mobility to Pascal. Love it. Alex. Who from the Raptors is legit? OG. Cheers. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> can we? I don't know why, but I'm, I'm kidding. Um, can we have a five-point guard starting lineup next season? Five-point guard starting lineup. Can we have it? Can we have it? It's a yes or no question. I'm going to say no. <laughs> 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 That's the Kevin. exact way Fred said it. Oh yeah. Can we have there's, it? There's five people on the floor in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Answers Can no. I call a friend? <laughs> Kevin. Um is Cage Shook realizing he now has to see OG frequently? Yes. Alex. Losing sleep over it. Alex, do you believe in Ben Simmons? Yes, absolutely. Matt, last question, <laughs> pod here. <laughs> Who would you trade this pick for in the blink of an eye if it were offered? The fourth pick? That's right. I'm helpful, you know, I want to help him out. Well, you might have read the second round pick. I get what he's first. Yeah, yeah. The first, the fourth one. I would trade it for Embiid. Wow, cool, folks. That is how you answer quickish questions. <laughs> Forty-five minutes. <laughs> um, guys, this was so much fun. Uh, the draft was so fun. Uh, this is awesome. I feel like the Raptors are in a fun non. Tampa place and it's good. We're getting to like move the narrative on uh, with some good luck, but uh, yeah, thank you both so much for doing this podcast and to everyone who's been listening and supporting and helping out. uh, Thank you so much as well. Uh, I'm also going to just take a quick sec to plug uh, a new podcast that I am doing. It's a WNBA podcast with frequent guest uh, and friend of the podcast, Catherine Niker. Uh, We're calling it the pickup It's also with the Sonar Network, uh, and it's a two-week WNBA podcast, so uh, make sure you check that out. Um, But uh, let's go to you first, Alex. Uh, What's up? You know, tell people where where they can buy your book. Uh, Also, you know, people are doing shows now, so... You know, I'm sure you're, you're, you're doing sets. Uh, where can people check you out? Uh, yeah, last year I ran shows in my backyard every Friday, Saturday. So the gathering limit outdoors goes up to 25 starting July 2nd, which happens to be a Friday. Sick. I'm a five-minute walk from Jane Station. Uh, Juno winners, Grammy listeners. Uh, I don't know why I said Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Grammy <laughs> winners. Jen will be... <laughs> 
Well, John Legend will be in every EGOT winner ever will be on this next show. I'm talking uh, Oscar nominees. It's nothing. Uh, no, just for laughs, all that good stuff. It's five minute walk from Jane Station. It's 10 bucks and it'll be great. So follow me on social and you see when those come out in the books at Chapters or Amazon or bookstores everywhere. Awesome. Uh, I make fun, but uh, Alex is hilarious and all those shows will be stacked and, you know, fill up quick. So uh, make sure you get to them and uh, like request early and that kind of stuff. Um, Kevin, what's up? Um, how are you? Uh, you know, tell tell people what's going on. Uh, and, you know, if, if, if you're not plugging anything right now, tell tell them something that they need to know. I mean, listen, I'll plug something. I don't got, don't got a lot going on in, in, in my life other than like hot boy summer. I'm like, I'm off yeah, for, for a month, you know, I'm going to like, or a couple of months actually, I'm going to live my life golfing. It's going to be great. Um, but uh, no, I, I think that I'm going to plug. Um, so we all know, I'm sure that uh, the encampments were, mm-hmm. um, you know, accosted by the police yesterday in Trinity Bellwoods Park. It's, it's a thing that's happening all over the city. There's uh, there are people who don't have housing, and the city wants to basically make that illegal, but not actually house them. Um, so you know, uh, check out esn.to. The number four real. Uh, they have a lot of resources how you can help out um, different ways. You know, it's not always going down to protest if that's not what you're into. You know, they give you little things you can do to call your city councilor and maybe a script that uh, that you can even use to leave a voicemail or write an email. It's just different ways you can get involved, sort of grassrootsy things. I think the more noise that we make about it, the better, because it's basically the city is doing it for like thinking that it's people like us who want it. And if we consistently tell them we don't want it, then maybe they'll find other ways to, to help. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. And, and, and well said, um, yeah, but very like, you know, eloquent as always. And uh, we'll make sure to like put that link there too. So people can, Check it out. And yeah, I mean, with, with any type of protests or advocacy, all the support, fundraising, all the kind of like gears that help the message kind of get out there, you know, they're all important. So find a way to help. Um, and, and this seems like a good kind of starter, too, if you're if you're curious. Um, awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone uh, again for listening to this podcast. Uh, I think we're probably good to go. And uh yeah, let's uh, let's keep this train rolling. And uh, Maddie D, if you feel like we're good to go, please just give me the sweet words. Okay. Okay.